So also returning from Circle of Love, we have our spiritual director, our leader, full of love, Reverend Patrick Cameron. Good morning and welcome. Didn't we just do this? So I'm going to invite you to sing a song with me. For those of you that like to stand uh, with me, please feel free or stay seated. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit. Spirit is in this very room, in this very room, in this very room. I invite you to know with me as we recognize the one power, the one presence, the one life, in and through and as all of life. And that is our life. That is who we are and whose we are. And knowing this in the I am for myself, I know that what is arising for me in this moment is my call, that everything necessary for me to be present in this moment with you and to offer and receive the gifts present All of that and more is conspiring in every good way for each and every one of us. And so it is in that knowing and in that that gracious receptivity and that gracious sharing that I know that something wonderful and powerful is being given birth to this day. That the community is not a cathedral or a building. It is the consciousness of the group. And so I celebrate and honor that consciousness this day. The shifts and changes that continue to shape our lives so that we may live in freedom and grace and beauty. And for this I give thanks, knowing this and so much more is already preordained in the mind of the one. And as we seek it, it seeks us. And all it is required is our yes. For this I give thanks. And I invite you to say it with me, knowing it is already done in the mind of the one, and so it is. Thank you. All right. So this is a, a, a wonderful day, a lot of um, wonderful things happening. And part of what makes wonderful community really um, meaningful and purposeful comes from uh, some ideas that were shared with me by John Maxwell a number of years ago. He said there's three things that make a successful and, and uh, worthwhile community. One is that how many people are, lives are being changed by the teaching. Uh, number two, how many people within the community are in service. And we are a service-oriented community. And number three is how many people are you launching into their own ministries? 
And so today I wanted to acknowledge one of our, our staff ministers who's made a decision to join one of our sister organizations in town, uh, the Center for Spiritual Living Metro in uh, Edmonton with Reverend Tim Peterson. Reverend Tim and I were here together for a, a bit when I first arrived, and then Reverend Tim opened his center downtown. So yes, there is another. There's two other communities uh, in Edmonton that we are aligned with. And so I wanted to invite Reverend Kathleen Miller to come forward, and, and uh, we want, I wanted to honor her today for her her service to this community and to let you know what's in store for her. So, Reverend Kathleen, thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm really so very thankful for the opportunity to be able to extend my love and gratitude to all of you. It's been an honor to serve as one of your staff ministers here for four years because journeying and growing and connecting together is a cornerstone of meaning in my life. I've gained wonderful, valuable experience, and I've deepened in my consciousness of ministry. Having had the privilege to work with a core of leadership with practitioners and ministers who are absolutely amazing, resourceful, and beautiful people is beyond words. This has been my spiritual home for many years, and my decision was not an easy one. But I know that answering this call from spirit to go in a new direction for the expression of my ministry, I know that it's right because I feel really excited and delighted about it. So for myself and for each of you, I know that the unfoldment of the perfect path as we look forward to opportunities to connect through events and celebrations that I will meet with you again. And I know that this spiritual community thrives and serves in wonderful and meaningful ways. I know for all clear minds and direction, calm and loving hearts, and joyous, conscious living. I leave you with this today. You are the face of God. I hold you in my heart. You are a part of me. You are the face of God. Namaste. Now you get to hang on to these for a while. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you so much. Reverend Kathleen Miller. Yeah, that's sweet to be able to to honor and, and thank all the gifts. It just seems like yesterday when I met Reverend Kathleen coming in the door and sharing our stories. So it's just a it's a wonderful thing to be able to part of that and I'm proud of you and excited for you as well I thank you for coming and sharing that so I've been, we, we pulled up this month the, um, the book that we started the year with The Big Leap anybody remember that book it looks like this and it's uh, a wonderful book and it talks about um, moving out of our level of incompetence to our level of competence to our level of excellence into our level of genius and so the goal with all of us, because it's very easy to get stuck in any of those levels. It's really challenging to get, level, to get stuck in our level of excellence. And yet we all have genius. And so it's a great conversation to have because I think it stretches all of us in, in wonderful ways. And the, the, the title that I picked out today was Will, Willing, or Willingness. Will, Willing, or Willingness. And the will is to have a tendency to, we're bound to, 
We're going to. It becomes a must in our lives. That's will. And I know a lot of people myself that will has um, been a prevalent uh, stake in the ground in my own consciousness, will. But will has a very short shelf life, has been my experience. Uh, it's sort of white-knuckling it, if you've uh, ever heard that term. It's, it's sort of trying to hold everything in place and will our life into a certain way of being. And it's, I think we've all tried that. And, and also what it does, I think, when we're in the will, it, it's, we become so myopic. <clears throat> we become so myopic, it's difficult to, to see all the gifts that are around us. Willing is the willing to give it a try. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. See what happens. And it's a little bit less intense. And it, it moves us into willingness, which is the readiness. It's the enthusiasm. It's the keenness, the promptness, the haste, the swiftness, the dispatch, the speed. And so willingness, and that's what uh, Gay Hendricks talks about in this book, with all of the questions that he's, he's asked us to look at in our lives, he said it all starts with willingness. And this week, he asked, are we willing to feel good in our lives all the time? There's a willingness to find places in our lives that allow us to feel a sense of well-being. Because our natural state of being is a sense of well-being. But for, more, for, for centuries, what the planet has modeled for us is struggle and difficulty pain and suffering, that we, we, we go out and, and get battered and bruised, and then we hopefully learn something and we make a change in our lives. And so the willingness is so powerful. I've watched people over and over and over come into this teaching, come in the doors of this, this facility and this community, and with very entrenched ideas about their life and what's possible for them, and usually what I'll end up sharing with them is it starts with willingness. So when I read that in Gay Hendricks' book, I thought, it's so perfect. Because we don't have to throw the door wide open. We just have to crack it a bit. It's just cracking it a bit and saying, you know, I may not, ha- I may not have all the answers. I may not know the way there. It's living, in that, it's living in the question, but also understanding that I may not know, but the intelligence that lives within me and the, the intelligence that I have access to does know. And that's why spiritual practice is so important, because then we open the doorway. We continue to open the doorway for ourselves. And so are you willing? The question for myself as well, as I was rereading this material this week, am I willing to have more and more moments of of, uh, periods of feeling good in my life as our natural state? But that wasn't how I was domesticated. That wasn't how I was raised. I was raised to believe that life was a struggle and, uh, and to overcome the obstacles and to grab on to what I felt was necessary to survive. And, and nothing wrong with that approach. It's just exhausting. Have you noticed? It sort of tires you out after a while. Willingness. And willingness is that it's a vibration. I was watching the uh, material. I looked through the DVD that we we're going to show for the Prosperity Plus class this afternoon. And in it, Mary Menon Morrissey talks about um, that most people's frequency, she used the CNN, if you've ever watched CNN in the States, but it's about car chases, disasters, um, a lot of stuff that is very chaotic and tumultuous. And she talks about how when we, we step into practice, when we step into mindfulness and awareness, and it's in all the traditions. You know, we, don't, we, don't, we haven't invented anything in our tradition. We've just borrowed from the mystics and the, and the great teachers that have come along through the ages. When we step into that practice, we change the frequency. And Mary Mann Morrissey talks about it in, in terms of prosperity. That the cl- one of the things I love about that particular class is it's not about money, it's about shifting consciousness. 
And it's, it's all about shifting consciousness. Gay Hendricks says the only way to move out of this, our zone of excellence into our zone of genius, is a leap in consciousness. That's what the big leap is. And so we signed that, that banner this year at the beginning of the year. I had it up here. I made up that big board, and we, we all signed it, or the number of people signed it. That was our vow. That was our commitment to ourselves to make the big leap. And if you look around here, I mean, even today is a reflection of that in terms of what's happening with our community. And this is, and it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. Um, to watch, to, to watch uh, Reverend Kathleen move forward and answer the call. This is the way it should be. This is not, this is an oasis. This is not a home for anybody, myself included. I won't be here forever. Um, some people know where Laura and I are we're in the process of selling our home right now, and people keep asking me, are you guys leaving? I said, no, no, no. We just, we're, we just got another plan. We're not leaving. But, so if you wanted to know why we're selling our house, it's not because we're leaving. But, uh, but uh, it's, it's about, life is, life is about the journey, and it's about stopping at the oasis and getting the drink that we need spiritually so we can move forward, so we can give our gifts for all of us. My experience with, with ministry was, for me, it was important to leave home. I had to leave home. If you've ever read Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, when Jesus goes to his hometown and he shows up as the, the healer, and all the guys that knew him as a kid go, that's not a special guy, that's Jesus, that's Joseph's kid. And they try and toss him off a cliff. See, it's very hard to be the healer in your hometown. And really, the metaphor is you have to leave home. You have to leave what's familiar. And whether that be a geography or whether that be um, things that we're entrenched with, we have to put the, be willing to put those things down. It's the willingness. All of these things are right and perfect. Whatever they may be, even if it's an addiction in our lives, it's right and perfect for where we are. But is it serving us to, to, to move into the zone of genius? And if it isn't, then the, the question to ask ourselves is, how do I do that? How do I create more spaciousness and feeling good within myself without having to uh, create that um, through some type of outside stimulation? Hendrick says, there's no point in enhancing other parts of your life at the expense of your inner well-being. So if your, your drug of choice is alcohol, and that's the way that you step out of that, you, it's at the expense of our inner well-being. It's possible to live a life that's beautiful and powerful without stimulants other than the agreement that we have in our own, in our own capacity to release the dopamine and things that are within our own system. And there's ways to do that. But, it's, but most of us would like to shortcut because it requires spiritual practice. That's why they call it practice. So we practice. I had lunch this week at the Circle of Love with a, a, someone that had been an attorney, and she said, I practice law. And it is a practice. Because it's always changing. And it's, it, it's not a straight line. And to practice our spirituality. David White has a wonderful poem that I, I came across um, yesterday that I wanted to share with you because I think it speaks so beautifully to... And poetry is, is at so many levels. And I want to share this with you because it's so sweet and rich. It's called Sweet Darkness. When your eyes are tired, the world is tired also. When your eyes are tired, the world is tired also. When your vision has gone, no part of the world can find you. When your vision is gone, no part of the world can find you. Time to go into the dark where the night has eyes to recognize its own. Time to go into the dark where the night has eyes to recognize its own. There you can be sure you are not beyond love. 
There you can be sure you're not beyond love. The dark will be your home tonight. The dark will be your home tonight. The night will give you a a horizon further than you can see. And you must learn one thing. You must learn one thing. The world was made to be free in. The world was made to be free in. And so the stories we tell ourselves, the attachments we have, I watch the conversations around me, the suffering. We get so attached to the way we know it should be that we suffer. And I do the same thing. And then I, have to, I get to pull myself back and say, who am I to say this is the way it should be? Because my suffering adds nothing to the world. I talked about it with uh, Lisa and Etika last night. I said, you know, to collapse into the love at the circle of love. I talked about it the last couple of weeks about how it's so important not to collapse into our feelings. We lose ourselves in our feelings. And, and part of that is even when we're in the great feelings, even when we're in the bliss and the love. We can have the experience, but when we dissolve into it, and that's all we're doing is spinning in the love. Dr. Kennedy Schultz said, love makes the world go round, and the law keeps us from getting dizzy. If we aren't grounded in, in, in other words, if I, I, can, I can have an experience of great love, but if I don't take that great love, I believe what's important is to take that into the world in whatever I do. Kabir Helminski said it another way. He was the Medlevi sheik that was with us. He's a Sufi. And he did a, a zikr with us, which is really, I said afterwards, because we danced in a circle, we held hands and we danced in a circle. I said, you know, when I was in college, we used to go to these Kaylees, you know, the Irish Kaylees, you dance in a circle. I said, there's a lot more alcohol involved with that dance than there was today. But he said that the way that you measure how you're doing is the level of love that you're offering and extending in the world. And the other piece of it he said, which is quite sobering, is that you don't get to decide that. Others do. Are others saying that to you? Because you can think, man, I'm the most loving I've ever been. That may or may not be true, but the proof is in the pudding. It's uh, asking others around you. And so if you feel like you don't want to ask somebody around you, maybe that's an indication right there. (laughs) So he's talking about this darkness. This is only a portion of the way through this poem. He's talking about the darkness, and the darkness is really closing our eyes and listening. It's meditation. It's spiritual practice. It's owning ourselves and being at home with who and what we are and pulling close to things that if they don't work for us, having the courage to sit with it and say, hmm, this is not the most loving. Am I extending the love to myself? Am I being loving and nurturing to myself? Am I forgiving myself? Because we've all, anybody here made a mistake besides me? Yeah, there's two or three people in the back that have made mistakes as well. It's an honest group. That's all I have to say. You must learn one thing. The world was meant to be free in. Didn't Ernest Holmes say that? Our divine inheritance is freedom. Our divine inheritance is freedom. To learn how to think is to learn how to live. Because the thinking, once the thinking gets on board and once the spiritual practice aligns, pretty soon there's a momentum, there's a vibration, and we're no longer listening to CNN. We've tuned into the divine channels. It's on channel 28 in my head. I just click the the dial on the back of my head and I get, get right there. David White continues, give up all the other worlds except the one to which you belong. Give up all the other worlds except the one that you belong. Sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Anyone and anything that does not bring you alive is too small for you. So are you allowing yourself the opportunities in your life to be alive? What brings you to life? 
You know, when you show up wherever you are and you're alive, man, you're just a force for good. That's, what, that's why we, we're here, to be a force for good, to live in unbounded joy. That doesn't mean we're silly and we fall into it. Like I said, it's the love and the law. But you can be on fire with life and not have to impress anyone because it's not about impressing anyone. It's just simply sharing our gifts and, 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 and developing our gifts and making a difference in our own lives and the lives of others. And when you read a great, you know, look at, this, look at the avatars on the walls here. All these people were on fire with a vision and a purpose. You know, John Lennon, he probably wrote the, the finest anthem about peace and oneness that we still have with us. Imagine, there's no heaven. Heaven's right here and now. This is heaven or not. That's what Jesus talked about. That's what the Buddha talked about. They asked the Buddha if he was enlightened, and he said, no, I'm just awake. I'm awake. And can we stay awake? Sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. And that doesn't mean we have to make them wrong. We just get to say, you know, I don't think I want to stand with this group anymore. I don't want to stand with this group anymore. We had a chance to visit with uh, Etika and, and Lisa last night, and Lisa was telling her story. She's been able to sing since she was a little girl. And he said, it didn't matter where I went, because she said, I just wanted to sing and share the gift. And it didn't matter if I went to a Christian church or to a Jewish temple or to a New Thought church or wherever she went or an evangelical church. She said, because, you know, you can filter, you, f- you hear the truth in all of it. And she was just there to sing. And she said, it didn't make any difference to me. It's that it's another world. But this fresh young consciousness shows up. And as the gift, the song, because that, that song is a prayer. It's a portal. It opens us up. It, 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 it's, a, it's a pathway. It's a doorway. So if music is your practice for that and it makes you feel good, buy a CD or two on the way out the door. Come back and enjoy the con because it's a consciousness of these ladies as well. For all of us, that's what we're communicating is the consciousness and the opportunity to love and to be in meaningful relationship. Gay Hendricks says... Tying in with this, he said, if you focus for a moment, you can always find some place in you that feels good right now. If you close your eyes for a moment, you can find a place in you that feels good right now. My spiritual practice over the years, what happens for me now most of the time is I just stop thinking. It's just an interesting thing. I never thought that, that meditation and prayer would just stop me thinking. But it's the peacefulness of the moment. It's the sacredness of the moment. As There's t-shirts back there that if you're not living in awe, you're not paying attention. And Are you ladies going to sing that again? It's a beautiful song. And you can get a t-shirt that says that. In case you forget. And then buy a mirror and you just bring it along with you. And then you read it upside down and backwards. And you'll be able to remind yourself. <laughs> little girl raising her hand. But if you focus for a moment, you can always find some place in you that feels good right now. Your task is to give the expanding, positive feeling your full attention. And when you do, you will find that it expands with your attention. Let yourself enjoy it as long as you possibly can. And that's new practice. Because we, we get the attachments of how things should look and how things should be. And, and we live in a world like that. So many people. And it's okay. We don't have to fix that for other people because we can't. So why bother? 
but we can, we, can, we can alter our consciousness, the leap of consciousness. He says, each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. We each have the thermostat. We each get to set it. It reminds me of the story of the guy that, that uh, was a, um, a steel worker in New York putting up a high-rise. And every day he'd open up his lunchbox and it'd be a salami sandwich. And, and this went on for months, and every day he would complain about the salami sandwich. And finally, he, just, he was having a really bad day, and he opened his lunchbox up, saw the salami sandwich, and just leapt to his death. He said, I can't take it anymore. Another salami sandwich. Just... And so his wife showed up to identify the body, and his co-worker said, well, you know, Harry was just so upset about this same lunch every day, the salami sandwich. And his wife said, well, you know, the amazing thing is that he made his lunch for himself every day. <laughs> we set our own thermostat. We're the ones that decide. I mean, it takes radical courage when your life really looks like it sucks to say, you know what, I'm going to find some happiness today. And despite the conditions and how I may feel most of the time, I'm going to start right here and right now shifting my consciousness and building it. And every day I'm going to work with my consciousness and expanding it. And I'm going to bring into my life, if you set the intention to bring in great inspiring teachers into your life, it could be a magazine you find in the doctor's office. It could be an article that you see on, the, on, the, on a website. It's all around us. It could be on the bus going by because the universe is conspiring for us. So this week, are you willing to expand the periods of contentment in your life? Can you eliminate the behaviors that stop the flow of positive energy and can I learn how to feel great all the time? Can I allow things to go well in my life all of the time? In relationships, can I live in harmony and intimacy all the time? Are you willing to take the big leap to your ultimate level of success in love, money, and creative contribution? And all it takes is willingness. I'm going to ask the ladies to come up and sing a song for you that is one of my favorites that I've probably listened to hundreds of times over the last several years that I think is, is one beautiful piece of music that opens that doorway. Erica Bucket and Lisa Ferraro. Thank you. The song is called Sacred. So sacred, so secret, so precious. This love So sacred So secret So precious This love So sacred So sacred So secret so precious is love so sacred so sacred so secret so secret so precious so precious is love I will share
so much. So there's CDs back there, 7 o'clock tonight. And we're bringing our children up today because this is a, a wonderful uh, day of gratitude and appreciation. And uh, Erica and, and Lisa have another song they're going to share in celebration of that. But I wanted to acknowledge Reverend Connie Nissen today. Reverend Connie's been doing our, our youth program for seven years and done an amazing job. And so many of the blessings that you have, have uh, supported uh, parents with in your seven years, Connie, has just been phenomenal. So I wanted to, in this day of celebrating and acknowledging extraordinary service, along with Reverend Kathleen Miller uh, in her new adventure, I wanted to invite Reverend Connie Nissen to come up and say a few words about her ministry and what's unfolding for her. So Reverend Connie, would you please come forward? You know all these kids. I do, I there do. You Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, life is changing all at once again. And what's happened for me is I've had an opportunity to uh, embrace um, moving into chaplaincy and to begin studies in that direction. And that starts for me in about two weeks' time. And uh, so in addition to working during the day, I'll be going to school two days a week and I'll have homework again. Not just the homework I give you, but the homework I'll get to do for myself. So it's... Um, just another way of expanding my ministry beyond these four walls, because just as I believed, um, children uh, need to have the exposure and experience of this teaching. I think there are people out in the big world that, that need to hear from us as well. So when I arrived back here uh, over just over seven years ago, and this was my original home for learning this teaching and then I moved into some other communities. I came back just a little over seven years ago when this hot new minister came along and said he'd be teaching a ministerial class and I was ready, ready to step into that. What I didn't know seven years ago was that there would also be a call for a youth, mini- uh, youth director at that time and I thought, oh, youth mi- or ministry studies and youth? Yes, I can do it and I did it. What I didn't know seven years ago was that this ministry would grow unto its own and that almost 200 children would come to the basement each year to the program. What I didn't know seven years ago was that so many wonderful volunteers, and I can't name you all because there are so many over seven years that have come and helped. Uh, I didn't know they would all 
all come and, and support this program as well. What I didn't know seven years ago was that I would be welcomed at the level of international centers for spiritual living and all those little fun activities and lesson plans I wrote would become part of a curriculum that would be used by our organization uh, internationally. And uh, what I didn't know seven years ago was how much my life would be enriched by all of you and all of these children and people that came to support this program. And so I'm not moving away from this community, but I am stepping out in a bigger way. I'm letting go of these responsibilities, and I know that I'm leaving it in very capable hands, and I know that all of you are going to continue to support this program in whichever way you feel called to do. So thank you very much. And, and our children have, they've all colored flowers for Reverend Connie as well. So you're gonna, you'll have a whole double bouquet when you go home. You'll have to buy another refrigerator to put all those on. <laughs> and so before we do our offering, I'm going to invite uh, Lisa Ferraro and Erica Luckett to come back. And they have another beautiful gift of music to share with us. Ladies. Certainty's like clutching What you know inside your fist Like there's no room to question What might loom beyond your wrist It's the comfort of right angles The ease of solid minds It's the emptiness of a lonely box And the space that it defines Oh, 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 oh. There were times in school when I had fun With the exactness of a game Thinking I would know a flower once I could say It's Latin names like names and addresses Dates of birth would readily explain why Some people crave the sun while Others love the rain Holding the mystery Step into the river and feel eternity As the sun will rise and the rain will fall May I begin each day with gratitude and awe If I could define in this vast design what was possible or real I'd never see the desert turn to water Or the ocean turn to steel But I've seen those wonders many times And each time I recall the wonder The wonder, the wonder of it all Holding the mystery Step into the river and feel eternity As the sun will rise and the rain will fall May I begin each day with gratitude and awe If we're not in awe, we're not paying attention If we're not in 
attention If we're not in awe, we're not paying attention Inside every one of us Contained in each square inch of blood There are 75 billion cells 75 billion cells Functioning on our behalf So that we may simply be I think of that as a conspiracy A conspiracy of life Since I'm being a bit reflective, I'd like to add to this human slash life perspective. If we took every cell phone on the planet, every telephone line on the globe, and registered the conversations conveyed, the trillions of messages relayed. entire system would still not approximate the complexity or functionality of a single human brain That's just another way of trying to portray the miraculous privilege we have of playing this human game Holding the mystery Step into the river and feel eternity As the sun will rise and the rain will fall May we begin each day with gratitude and awe Holding the mystery Step into the river and feel eternity As the sun will rise and the rain will fall with gratitude and awe May we begin each day With gratitude and awe May we begin each day With gratitude And Thank you, ladies.